It's Thursday on the show, and you know what that means. We're talking the latest rumors in wrestling, including some of WWE's original draft ideas and the current status of people like Kane Velasquez and Paige. I'm Ryan Joy, and I run MinutesToBellTime.com, a website and database tracking pro wrestling around the world. On today's show, we have a pile of rumors to sort we also have headlines for the last 24 hours. John DeCani is in the house, and this is the Daily Wrestling News Show for October 14th, 2021, where we sort through all the bullshit in wrestling news to find you the truth. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, and everything, and we are going to be... Uh, on demand on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and stuff later this afternoon. Uh, John DeCani, welcome to the show. Good morning, sir. Thanks for having me. How are you today? Very good. Very good. We have a whole bunch of stuff to get through. Uh, you have, I think you came up with about 27 and a half rumors for today <laughs> uh, that we whittled, we whittled down to the, the top 25. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, kick us off. Let's go. Let's get through some rumors today. All right. Uh, what do we know about the wrestling return of one Kane Velasquez? Kane Velasquez is making his return to AAA wrestling, and he's also taking some indie dates too. But um, he is returning on December fourth to AAA. Uh, that was announced on their Heroes and Villains show, as well as uh, Twitter. Uh, we don't know anything about what he'll be doing. Whether he's you know tag match probably, uh, or who his opponents will be, or who his partners will be. He his history has only four matches in all of pro wrestling he he had a match at triple mania where he teamed with cody and psycho clown he later uh, appeared at msg and the hulu theater show which is a poster i have hanging behind me on my wall because i was at that show invading new york he wrestled brock lesnar in saudi arabia and he did a wwe house show in mexico city other than that that's his entire career so uh good for kane velasquez for getting back to wrestling i guess yeah absolutely well you know he's very entertaining when he's not injured unfortunately <clears throat> throughout his ufc and wrestling career he's been injured an awful lot yeah well and wwe didn't give him much of a chance they brought him in signed him to a huge contract immediately released him as soon as yeah. they finished feeding him to the beast <laughs> i think All they right. wanted to get brought that notch back on brock lesnar's belt and then you know move on so. then who cares what happens afterwards <laughs> yes <laughs> all right uh we've had mr cm punk talking a little bit about new japan and his willingness to uh to battle some of their top stars what do you know about that well it's interesting i guess he he went on a podcast or whatever and he you know he said he'd be open to the idea of wrestling new japan people as they come through the forbidden door you know if something pops up or whatever um so there's no like Tony Khan's not talking about it. There's no match announcements or anything like that. But him versus Kenta is a huge, huge match. If ever it comes, uh, you know, if ever that comes up, Kenta is right. the, the person who invented CM Punk's finisher. And for years and years, there's always talk about how CM Punk stole it or whatever. The the whether he stole it or not, I mean, it's wrestling. You know, you can use a move, whatever. I mean, Jake the Snake Roberts would have lawsuits until he was you know <laughs> forever if he was going to go after everybody he used ddt but the thing is when hideo itami that's kenta showed up in wwe they wouldn't let him use the finisher that he invented 
because they had such a soreness over CM Punk. So there's a bit of a there's there's some something there that I think they could build off of. So that would yeah. be good. Yeah, there's just, there's just like that story almost writes itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I there's yeah, it does. It definitely there's definitely a natural rivalry. Um, so and I think people would be interested to see that happen. So yeah, good stuff. Okay, uh, this is always one of my favorites. WWE has filed for a new trademark. Tell us all about it. Yeah, not much, not much really rumor there, right? It's it's kind of yeah. matter of fact, right? So the suplexer cyst, which you told me there's a there's a shirt already out for this. This is uh, apparently Roman Reigns vanquishing the world of Suplex City, Brock Lesnar, or whatever. <laughs> um, that's one trademark. They also filed for a trademark. Speaking of the bloodline, for Solo Sequoia, is that how we say his name now? Yes. Uh, I think it's just Sifafa too, but. Yeah. Uh, and then also Axiom. I don't know what Axiom is. So hmm, okay, that'll be a, that'll be something that we see shortly. I'm sure. Okay. Uh, Dom Mysterio. You know, we had we all had our uh, theories about him facing Dad. Uh, you know, we we wanted it all all the way back at SummerSlam. It may not happen at all, huh? Well, Ray has said in the past that he really doesn't want to do that. He really doesn't want to wrestle Dom. And. Um, Dom did an interview with Sportskedia recently, and he talked about how the stuff that you see on the television is exactly how they are in real life, you know, where Ray is trying to kind of guide him and Dom is kind of not wanting to be guided type of thing. Um, you know, that's kind of exactly what we see. But Dom, Dom also said he really isn't comfortable with the idea of him facing his father. Um, but he did he did mention some interesting, like, storyline elements he said that, you know, his uncle was Rey Mysterio, and then uh, when his dad was on WCW, he was Rey Mysterio Jr., but when he came to WWE, he, he dropped the junior and, and was just Rey Mysterio. Um, so they don't have a junior right now, which is the tradition in, you know, Lucha Libre. So what Dom would love to see happen is that like a WrestleMania moment where uh, Rey picks Dom's opponent, and it's like an impossible opponent, but somehow... Dom will win the match, uh, and after the match, Ray gifts him the name and the mask, and he becomes Ray Mysterio Jr. So, um, I think that sounds really cool, but I don't think yeah. in any circumstance whatsoever do I see Vince McMahon signing off on them. Let's take this unmasked guy and make him masked, and let's add a junior to his name because boy, does he 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 himself is a junior, and he was called Junior for many years, and because of that. Uh, he has he has a horrible stigma and taste in his mouth. He's never going to let that word be uttered on his television. Hence, why Ray Mysterio Jr. is not Ray Mysterio Jr. Um, yeah, I, I, as a junior, I can tell you that that can be very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was very annoying to Vince. <laughs> so. All righty, uh, moving right along. TK Tony Khan is in talks with a major mass media conglomerate. What do we know about this? He is talking with Warner Media about putting the AEW tape library up um, in some way for everybody to kind of get a hold of it. Um, because right now it's kind of fragmented. You know, you can go to Bleacher Report and get the past pay per views. You got you to pay for them, right? Because it's a replay. Um, and Dynamite, you can get a lot of them on the TNT app, but there's not really a good way 
for people to access the whole back catalog the same way that there is with WWE on, on Peacock. So I guess he's in talks with Warner Media. And at this point, they have two years of Dynamite. Uh, they have a bunch, like, what, almost 10 pay-per-views probably at this point. And they have uh, Fight for the Fallen and stuff like that that came before they launched Dynamite. Um, they also have, and Tony mentioned this, was the, uh, what's it called? The House Always Wins house show that they did. Uh, Tony mentioned that he'd like okay. to get that on whatever streaming platform. So he's looking to to target, you know, Dynamite, Rampage, Dark, The House Always Wins, past pay-per-views on some sort of streaming platform. So uh, obviously he should because there's a ton of money there. Just ask WWE with Peacock, right? <laughs> so. Absolutely. Good stuff. Oh, it would be great to, you know, just be able to easily find some of those amazing pay-per-view matches that they've had uh, in these two plus years. So good. Yeah. Hopefully that comes uh, to fruition sooner rather than later. Okay. Moving on. <clears throat> Draft just wrapped up a couple, uh, last week. There are some high hopes for a couple of the call-ups. What, what are you hearing? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, Rich Holland, um, I guess the idea is that he is considered a future WWE champion already, you know, potentially. Um, and maybe Von Wagner will be his opponent, uh, you know, his nemesis, since Von Wagner got the big pin on him on NXT earlier this week to pin Ridge Holland as he w went out of the territory. But um, Dave Meltzer kind of mentioned this in the Wrestling Observer newsletter, then everybody else picked it up about the, the whole idea of Ridge Holland being associated with the future WWE champion. He also, uh, uh, as an aside, Meltzer also wrote, I'm still processing that WWE thinks Ridge Holland could be a future WWE champion, they do in parentheses, and felt Cole had to be a manager if moved to the main roster. So, <laughs> so it, the uh, irony is, is very weird <laughs> there. Um, but they also have high hopes for Austin Theory in the same sentence, you know, so we'll see. They had had a couple of looks at Theory now, so. Yeah, well, there's a guy that, you know, he, unless he turns out to be as annoying in real life backstage as he was as part of the way, uh -huh. I mean, that's a guy that got blue chipper written all over him. You, you just, you can see big things for him. <clears throat> yeah, and he's young. Okay. So uh, <clears throat> yeah, he checks all those boxes that they love. I mean, he's not enormous in size, but... <clears throat> he certainly is of a size that they can do good things with. Yep. Okay, moving along. The Queen's Crown Tournament. There was a last-minute change of plans in the uh, the opening round. What do you know about that? Well, not necessarily last minute. Uh, Fightful reported that Liv Morgan was originally slated to win her match against Carmella, but at least as of showtime, when, when that match aired uh, or leading up to the match that day or whatever, uh, it was changed to where she was meant to lose the match um fightful also reported in the same report that there has been a lot of frustration with the booking of the women's division of late um and i guess you can see that i mean a lot of i'm sure a lot of women are frustrated with the time that they're getting um sure. and also hey it's it's the bianca belair loss in four seconds is still recent in memory um, no matter what what you think of Bianca, that was obviously not a SummerSlam caliber match. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, <clears throat> speaking of <clears throat> goodness, sorry. Uh, the women's division, 
Paige just keeps teasing this comeback. Uh, is there actually any there there? You know, WWE has kept a ton of people on the shelf for injuries. Paige's injuries have been nasty, though. Um, so I don't know, you know, if she's going to get a full clearance. But, you know, who would have thought that after seven years, Edge would return from injury? And who would have thought Daniel Bryan would return from injury after all the time? So, you know, there's obviously, there, you know, there's hope. There's something there. Uh, her contract is up in June of 2022, according to to uh, Bleacher Report interview that she did last August. It's so weird that they have released all these people, all these 57 people this year, Paige is somebody they're not even using, uh, and they haven't haven't let her go. Um, it's That's weird to me, but maybe, maybe they know something. Maybe she can be cleared and she's a threat or something like that, but they don't want to use them, her themselves. I'm not sure what the story is there. Of course, they had the movie thing with her, too. Right. Maybe if they think there's legs with a sequel or something. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, there's, there's always money in the sequels, right? I'm not sure what the sequel for Paige would be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking of changing plans here and there, there was uh, some original draft plans for AJ and Omos that uh, they eventually went away from. WrestleVotes reported this, and I've talked about WrestleVotes here before. It's a it's a Twitter account, and there's not really a name named person associated with it. But uh, WWE had seriously considered breaking the pairing of AJ Styles and Amos during the draft to the point where that was the plan until people of power, including a main Raw, Raw talent, spoke up and expressed thoughts on how Amos isn't quite ready for singles yet, and they actually listened. That's from WrestleVotes. So. Um, I suspect there must be some merit to that. I mean, it's I, I, if I were to look at the situation, I'd say it's probably true. Amos, I don't think he's quite ready to stand on his own yet. Just the fact that uh, you know, someone I'm, <clears throat> I, this is complete conjecture, but doesn't it just kind of feel like the person who they might actually listen to that's been involved with this pairing and whatnot? It sounds like something like Randy Orton pulled somebody aside and went like. Look, he's a big guy. He's not quite ready to be on his own yet. Don't screw him up like that. I, I think so. If I if I were to, you know, again, it's speculation. Um, but you know, in the in the days since the draft, we've seen him in singles competition against Riddle and Randy Orton's involved in that. So it would make sense to me. It, it could also be AJ Styles, quite frankly, right? Somebody who's very, very close to him at this yeah. point. But yeah, I would think that. It looks to me like they really want to break him off as a singles guy, so now they're going to give him a few singles matches to to try to get him there. But until he's wrestling twelve minute matches on, you know, which you hardly ever see on Raw anyway, you right. can't really know whether he can do it because right yeah. now it's a lot of smoke and mirrors stuff where he doesn't have to sell anything and he just you know, <laughs> he barely has to move in a lot of his matches. Yeah, he stands in the middle of the ring until somebody walks by, and then he does the choke bomb thing. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, now there was another team they were thinking of splitting up before settling on which team got split up. What do you know about another tag team that just narrowly missed uh, going their separate ways? PW Insider reported that there was serious consideration into breaking up the Street Profits. Uh, the idea that Montez Ford would go to Raw with Bianca Belair, Angelo Dawkins would stay on SmackDown. Uh, 
PW Insider said that talk lessened over the course of last week, and instead T-Bar and Mace ended up split as a team as of SmackDown. Uh, boy, that just feels dumb to me. <laughs> I mean, it's like, <laughs> why would they do that? I mean, I know why they would do that, but, you know, come on. <laughs> yeah, Montez exactly. Ford, I mean, or Dawkins. But, and you can kind of, you know, here you go. Mont, you think back over the last three, four months, Montez Ford has had a bunch of singles matches too, and not with low-profile talent. So you kind of get the idea that, okay, makes sense. Maybe they would do something like that, right? He had a singles match against Roman Reigns. Yeah. So, so I could, I can definitely see them doing it. Um, I don't think there's any BS there. Good stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, it's... I mean, Dawkins has come a long way. I mean, very early on, I remember joking with uh, one of my buddies who's a big wrestling fan that clearly Dawkins was the Marty Jannetty of, sure. of the two. But he's he's gotten a lot better, and uh, you know, they, I mean, they work so well as a team. But it's to the point now where if they split them up, I don't think Dawkins would get totally lost in the mix. But Ford is obviously the future star of the two. I think of. Dawkins more as the Jim Neidhart rather than the Marty Jannetty, okay. you know where he's got a few, he's got a few more runs in him afterwards. Sure, sure. I don't you know Montez Ford may go on to great things like Brett did, and Dawkins I well well I think he uh, is is great and everything. I don't I don't think he re- quite gets out of the spot that he's in. Yeah. I don't think we really see him ascend much further, which is what Jim Jim did right. There so. you go. Okay, uh, we have our our first little nugget on Gable Stevenson. He's you know he's on a he's on the main roster, but how soon might we see him? Well, Dave Meltzer wrote in the Wrestling Observer newsletter letter that it was known that the company wants to feature Stevenson all year on the show before the idea is of him starting as a regular after college wrestling season ends in March, with the idea of a WrestleMania debut. Mm. I don't know what they do with him. For WrestleMania, I'm sure they've got a good idea, but they've got to put him in there with somebody very, very good because he's not going to have any experience at that point. So, can you, I can you, can you just see a Chad Gable Gable Stevenson uh, match somewhere in his future? They will definitely change Chad's name again before that if that's what they do. <laughs> There's, you know, Otis Chad is a good Gable. option though. Like, like Vince Vince likes. You know, certainly likes Otis more than he does Chad Gable. Maybe that's what they do because Otis has really good uh, amateur wrestling credentials. So you could you could see that Otis managed by Shorty G with Chad Gable. (laughs) All righty. Okay. The 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 UBS Arena in Long Island has announced uh, has added a big name to the November 29th Raw promotion. Yeah, WWE announced that Roman Reigns will be at the UBS Arena. We don't know because they announced that locally. We don't know if that means he'll be on the show. It presumably does not mean he'll be on the show unless they feel they need ratings too, in case they'll put him on the show. (laughs) As of two days ago, when they made this announcement, uh, WWE had sold 2,837 tickets for their show at UBS. Meanwhile, AEW running the same building shortly uh within the within a couple of weeks or whatever they have sold 7536 tickets yikes so that's that's a yikes moment i'm sure they're i'm sure they're looking at that tribal chief come and save us yep we'll okay. see if we'll see if roman 
means anything for ticket sales. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. We've got uh, an AEW star signing a five-year contract extension. This is an, this is an AEW uh, day one guy. Yeah. Scorpio Sky spoke with Mike Johnson of PW Insider in an interview, and he said that the contract that they talked about where he – it was the all-out uh, buy-in where Scorpio Sky talked about uh, extending his contract. It was a five-year deal. Um, so there's, so AEW is not signing these guys to short-term contracts. Um, five years, that's that's significant chunk of time. Yeah, in wrestling, that's that's a whole career and then some sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Brock Lesnar, what do we know about his schedule moving forward? Well, I don't think that there's anything out there definitive. I think I've seen some people saying that he's going to, wrestle in Saudi and then he won't wrestle again until Royal Rumble. Um, I don't know. When I look at the landscape, I don't see there that many high profile matches for Roman Reigns at the moment. Um, there's the rock, uh, but nobody's talking about the rock yet. And if Brock Lesnar wrestles Roman at Saudi, he may have to wrestle him many more times um, <laughs> in order to kind of lengthen this whole uh, Roman Reigns situation because they don't really have anybody for him. But uh, yeah, so it kind of leads me to the belief that there's going to be a bad finish in Saudi or a, a finish that somehow leads us to another match. Yeah. And maybe that's Royal Rumble time. Maybe Brock comes back around the Royal Rumble to set up a match against Roman for WrestleMania. Because if the Rock, if the Rock can't be there for WrestleMania, then Brock Lesnar has to be the front runner to face Roman at WrestleMania. Yeah. Absolutely. But it would okay. be weird where uh, they've done this before, Brock and Roman at WrestleMania, but this time it'll be switched where Roman is the heel, Brock is yeah. the face. So it's a different program. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different feel altogether for Brock Lesnar being the, being the good guy. <laughs> yeah, and who knows if Paul Heyman switches, right? Like Roman obviously doesn't need Paul. Paul, yeah. <laughs> Paul, is, Paul is supposed to be the talking piece right of whatever situation he's in and yeah. most of the time he just stands in the back <laughs> so he, he hands over the microphone or hands over yes. the belt <laughs> right he's very good at that stuff but. yes so uh, he is the wise man he's wise at finding his niche <laughs> mm -hmm. okay um so jeff hardy drafted over to smackdown he dropped a little hint that he could be bringing a, a change in ego when he goes there does it mean what we all think it means or hope it means? Well, uh, he was speaking with the Culture State podcast, um, which is North Carolina, said that he would like to bring the Willow character back before his career is over. So he's had the mask, like the, the mask maker who made the Willow mask from his impact days. Um, he's been in contact with that person. and They've been working on a new iteration of the mask and everything like that. Um, he didn't say though before his WWE career is over. Maybe he means WWE career. Maybe he doesn't. We know in June of uh, summer of 2020 he signed a two-year deal, so it won't be soon uh, if uh, if he if he were to do it outside of WWE. But it's possible. It's possible. I you know why would WWE have waited this long to do this with Jeff if they were going to do it now? It, it feels to me like. God, they could get another run out of Jeff Hardy, but they've really beat that character down. Um, I'm not sure he means as much now 
Like, could they really spin him up for a run, a run against Roman? Yeah, you know, he still does get a nice reaction from the crowd, and uh, they really popped for him bringing back his old music uh, a couple weeks and then some ago. But are you interested in seeing, you know, just about anything Jeff has left to do? I mean, no offense yeah. to the guy. I mean, he's had an, a stellar career, but I don't get excited for him anymore. I got excited when he, you know, rejoined his brother and they won the tag titles. And, you know, sure. I'd probably watch them go anywhere. But Jeff is a single, I don't know. Maybe, been a long maybe time if they do, time. maybe if they do do this, they give him the rope to be creative and do this Willow thing. Maybe it, maybe it will, you know, be a change, a big enough change to where uh, it erases some of that. Yeah. Okay, uh, we've got Super Size SmackDown uh, coming up this week. Could this mean what some of us think it might mean about hour number three? <laughs> um, I think this is the biggest, perhaps the biggest news story, news rumor story of the week, right? Um, Dave Meltzer speculated on the idea that WWE would add a third hour to SmackDown on FS1. Um, only though, if WWE pounds AEW in their head-to-head -head competition this week, right? This could be a this could be them testing the waters. And uh, to me, this all makes sense as a possibility. If um, if WWE crushes a SmackDown this in this thirty-minute period, or I'm sorry, if SmackDown crushes Rampage in this thirty-minute period, then I think they could seriously look at. Um, putting a third hour on the end of SmackDown, which doesn't sound good to me, but I'm sure sounds great to them. Uh, here's here's the thing with with uh, SmackDown on FS1. SmackDown on FS1 did about 800,000 people uh, the two times that it was over there. That would probably beat Rampage right now. So if they did two hours of SmackDown on Fox and then switched it over to FS1, would, the, would they get 800,000 in that situation or would it be a much smaller amount um if they added a third hour i, I don't know the answer to that but um i don't know 800 800,000 is going to be the best thing that they get on fs1 so if fox if fox wants to shell out some money to have that kind of a rating then it could all be feasible i just hope it's not <laughs> yeah exactly you know like I'm sure there's the thinking that, okay, everyone, if you're a wrestling fan, you're changing the channel at 10 o'clock. Why not change to our channel as opposed to the other guy's channel? Because you're changing the channel anyway. True, true. But, yeah. You know, that's part of what's made SmackDown so good in the last year and a half, two years, is that it didn't drag like roll. Yes. <laughs> so why mess with that? Anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Karrion uh, Cross, he dropped a little hint about uh, things going forward. Uh, so he was uh, speaking, I think I didn't write down where I, he was saying this. Um, maybe Table it was Arzakidia again. Oh, do you have it? What is it? Table talk. Table talk, yep. This, he said, this is, this is what I can say without being deliberately cryptic. We are waiting for something to finish taking its course, Cross explained. She's very good, and she's been training like a maniac, like she always does. You can expect to see her anytime or any place. So, uh, I, you know, 
gosh, it's what we want, right? <laughs> so we want Cross and Scarlet on the on the same show working together. It sounds here from the from his quote though that they're waiting for her in ring to get a little better, um, or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe she's working an injury, or, you know, some sort of yeah, it could be. Yeah, that's you know, there, there's been every time she gets mentioned, it's you hear somebody talk about her training and this and the other thing, and every time all I can say, you know, in my own head is she's already in fantastic physical shape. You know, she's you know, they're not looking to improve the way she looks. Who cares? <laughs> like, okay, maybe they've got a big storyline program for her somewhere down the line, but just put her next to her man because the whole entrance, everything gets bumped up when she's there. I'm not worried about seeing her, you know, th throw a snap mare. Maybe the finish taking its course has more to do with something they're doing, planning to do with the cross character. You know, like it's a, it's an arc, and somewhere on the arc they have the introduce uh, Scarlet point. So maybe maybe that's what it is. Less than you know, we're waiting for Scarlet to achieve a certain level in something. Because listen, B Fab, they pulled her up, and she's only had two matches as far as I know. So. <laughs> Uh, Scarlet has had more professional matches than BFAB. <laughs> Not All in right. WWE, but... Yeah, well, we shall see down the line. And last but certainly not least, Finn Balor is moving over to Raw. What do we see in his future? Uh, WrestleVotes says um, that the only speculation they heard over the weekend, uh, that was the weekend between the draft... Uh, included a story about how a raw writer banged the table for Finn Balor to be used in McIntyre's role on Monday nights. We shall see, he says, or they say. So interesting. Don't know what that means. Um, bang the table for Finn Balor. Don't know if that means Finn Balor will get used that way. Um, will Finn Balor turn heel? You got a face champion over there. Um, Big E, Big e also needs opponents. I mean, you've got Bobby Lashley that they can go back to. You can spin off Randy Orton from RK Bro. They got plenty. Actually, they got plenty of opponents over there, but none of them are really ready for uh, for a match at this moment. So yeah. um, Finn Balor would be a variety. So that'd be good. So do we see Finn perhaps get a little clubby somewhere down the line? Possibly. He <laughs> always does that, you know, the with his hands so could be for sure all right well sir i would say we are sorted all right well then let's talk for a second about bound for glory al carl is going to be hosting a bound for glory special at some point around bound for glory we don't know what the exact time is but uh we do have here's the rundown for bound for glory we'll be picking uh, on this on that show everybody will pick their uh, make their picks for the night, but we have Christian Cage versus Josh Alexander, Deanna Perrazzo versus Mickey James, Awesome Kong going into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame, new X Division champion to be crowned, Trey Miguel versus Steve Macklin versus either Willie Mack, ELP, or Rohit Raju, Call Your Shot Gauntlet, which has at least uh, Rich Swan, Brian Myers, Moose, W. Morrissey, Nettie Edwards. The first digital media champion is going to be crowned. It's going to be either John Schuyler, Crazy Steve, Falabot, or Jordan Grace. And then announced yesterday, John, the inspiration will challenge for the Impact Wrestling Tag Team titles against Decay. 
in their first impact match. Wow. Wasting absolutely no time. No. Do you think they're going to win? You think that's how, you know, just roll in there, take the titles? You know, that's a very impact thing to do. That was, uh, you know, when Al and I were talking about the uh, the tournament that was coming, he he had his eyes locked on Chelsea Green because, you know, okay, she's, you know, Deanna hasn't faced her yet. They're best friends. I immediately locked into Mercedes Martinez because I have this thing in the back of my head where impact loves. You give me somebody with that Stanford stank on them, someone who just came out of WWE, whether it's developmental or main roster, Impact loves to bring them in and rush them right to the top. So they, they did it with Deanna. I could absolutely see them doing it with the inspiration. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to see. But all right, everybody, hang tight. We got to talk about Hangman Page getting his title shot and everything else. Will Osprey also in the news? Uh, we'll talk about all that when we get back from commercial break. So hang tight. We'll see you in a minute. If you love the Daily Wrestling News Show, then I want to tell you how you can support us. First, check out BodySlamClothes.com. You can get a variety of shirts for just $20, and all of them come in the super soft style, and the price you see includes all sizes and shipping. Get 10% off two or more shirts with the promo code SHIRTS10. Go to BodySlamClothes.com right now to check it out. And join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the Primetime Rundown. They take you through the world of sports, and the show kicks off each Friday at 7 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And each Tuesday, Al Carl hosts the Essential Wrestling Podcast alongside John Smith, myself, John DeConi, and Gary Mahaffey. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Here are our analysis on who we think is going to win the week's matches. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. And the Body Slam Brigade newsletter, currently going out to over 4,200 people each Friday. It consolidates all the top stories in professional wrestling into a quick-to-read email written by me for you for free. Sign up now at BodySlamBrigade.com. And, of course, this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show. We're here every day, Monday through Thursday, and occasionally on Friday. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or watch us live on Facebook and YouTube at 10 a.m. This is the Daily Wrestling News Show, and we thank you for your support. All right. Tony Khan went on, went in my mom's basement. Not Not literally. She, he was on a podcast called My Mom's Basement with uh, Robbie Fox. And he confirmed that Hangman Page will wrestle Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship at full year. He has to win, right, John? They can't set him up to fail again. I, I wouldn't think so. So, yes, I believe he will take that title. It's kind of – it's weird, right? Because I think Hangman Page – should be the next champion, but it shouldn't be. I don't think it should be now. Um, but you know, I, I trust in the trust in the process here, I guess. But um, it feels like you have many big Kenny Omega matches, like right in the promotion. And don't we have to do Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson after the draw? Like, don't we just have to do that? And shouldn't it be for the title? It seems, yeah, like a complete. Um, it's not an oversight because there's no way they're overlooking that, but it, it just seems right. like 
why would why would they not give us that match? They set us up for that too. So yeah, well, when when Hangman you know took a back seat, he went on his uh, paternity leave there, and they kind of just wrote him completely off the show. It made sense because with the influx of new talent, there was so many more things to do with Kenny. And I think you were the one who said it like they, they could stretch this out, you know, and not give us Hangman versus Omega, maybe all the way to Revolution. Yeah. And you know, with all the other options there, that started to make a lot of sense. And then they and that's why I didn't I didn't want to say that he was going to be the Joker. I mean, yes, it made it, on one side, on one, you know, one angle, it made total sense. But I almost didn't want to see it because there was so much more that they had left to do with. Uh, Kenny's run there, and which is now making me afraid that the, <laughs> Kenny's run is going to continue, and that's just going to be an oh my god for Hangman if he doesn't win this title. Yeah, I think it's really bad news for uh, Hangman Page if he doesn't win the title, and I and I don't think it. I don't know. I I want to say I don't think it's the best move for AEW to put the title on Hangman at this point. I really think, and. This is me. I'm not Tony Khan. Tony Khan's made a lot of money in this, so I, you know, so credit to him. But I, right now, the way I'm looking at the situation, feel that it should be Brian Danielson at Full Gear, probably CM Punk at Revolution, and then Hangman Page should probably win at Double or Nothing. So I'm like way, way out. And also, I think they need to get Hangman Page um, over again because I think. He got, I, I, he's over, but he got pushed way down, kind of beaten down with all that stuff. So, um, I think I think rebuild him first. So. Makes sense. I don't know if they're going to have the patience that uh, that you have, you know, theoretically, but it does make a lot of sense. If he if he's crowned new champion, I'm sure we're all going to celebrate, myself included. Oh, yeah. uh, it'll be a great moment. So, it so we'll we'll just. I'll reserve judgment. Uh, perhaps we'll have the super elite blow up and all this stuff. It'll be great. So, all right. Will Osprey is going to appear at MLW. We've known that for a couple of days because they announced that last week. Um, gosh, last Thursday. But they did come through and say the date is now going to be their December New York City show at the Melrose Melrose Ballroom. It reported on last night's Fusion episode. So uh, Will Ospreay, big signing for MLW. I don't know what they're going to do with him. I don't think they're yeah. – I certainly don't think they're going to program him against their world champion because um, I'm sure New Japan doesn't want Will Ospreay to go there and lose any matches. No. <laughs> so, no, but that, yeah, that's, that is, that's a great get for MLW. Yeah, yeah. He is the real world's champion. So there you go. Also from MLW Fusion Alpha last night, it's a pretty newsworthy show. Um, we know that they're going to have Team Contra versus Team ha Hammer in a War Chamber match November 6th in Philadelphia. Uh, War Chamber is War Games. Contra, the makeup is going to include Fatu and Yosef Samael and, um, and, and some of the other guys, I guess. Hammer has got Richard Holiday and Naduka so far on his team. So uh, we are waiting at least one more person to be added. Tom Lawler lost 
he won the last the Opera Cup last year, and he lost in the opening round to Davey Richards last night. So, uh, and Alexander Hammerstone relinquished the National Openweight Championship. So, like I mentioned, a lot of news, a lot of news yeah. coming out of uh, MLW last night. So, Jordan Grace advanced in the digital media tournament. She defeated Johnny Swinger yesterday on Impact Plus. So uh, I do believe, based on the commentary during the Grace Swinger match, that the Bound for Glory match to determine the champion is going to be like a six or eight person scramble type of match. So all these people that are winning are getting yeah. put into the Bound for Glory match. So it's going to be an interesting, interesting match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, are we are we pulling for Jordan? Is that who we're uh, who we're pulling for so far? Who, I'm, I'm always pulling for Jordan, but uh, I, you know I don't I don't see her getting a title considering that's right around the time she's going to be stepping away to do. Uh, she's got some you know national level powerlifting stuff to do right sure. around that time. So I would imagine she's not going to have a lot of in ring work right around that time. All right, we're looking at uh, John Schuyler, Crazy Steve, Falaba, and Jordan Grace right now. Uh, if that's if that is the final list, I am going to pick Jordan Grace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Coastal Championship Wrestling, great friends of the show, they announced today that they are going to be teaming up with Unbranded Brewing to unveil a new CCW branded beer called Triple Choke Slam, and of course, that's a triple IPA. So. Very nice. It's uh, it's coming out at the next bash at the brew, which we announced exclusively on uh, minutes to bell time. Is going to be uh, include Brian Cage. They that was the a talent announcement that we broke exclusively. Uh, Rich Swan also previously announced that is November sixth. Tickets are available now. I'm excited to be going. I'm gonna get definitely take a triple choke slam that night. So. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a great show and. Yeah, had a nice triple IPA to it. That's good times right there. Yeah, you'll you forget the back half of the show after you take a triple choke slam. <laughs> okay, so New Japan Pro Wrestling. Travis and I broke down the G1 climax on Tuesday, and we kind of said that, man, after we get through the next two shows, we'll really have a much better idea of what the finals are gonna look like. And A Block did us no favors. They had their show yesterday. And basically, everybody's tied. They got a four-way tie going into the last night. So there's about 16 different potential outcomes based on who Jesus. beats who. Now, the other side, the B block, they had their last or their semi semi penultimate B block event this morning. Um, and Jeff Cobb beat Evil, which eliminates Evil from the running so now it's down to just jeff cobb and okada okada lost to tamatanga so going into the last night jeff cobb has a two-point advantage over okada if okada beats jeff cobb then okada wins because they tie on points and okada won the head-to-head -head match right. if jeff cobb wins he wins clean he's got more points uh than then Okada, if they wrestle to a draw, a uh, 30-minute draw, I think it would be, then Cobb also wins because he would be 
one point ahead of Okada because they both would get one point for the draw. So Okada, it's a must win for Okada. He has to beat Jeff Cobb in order to win. Jeff Cobb does not have to beat Okada. So Interesting. Yeah, and then they are going to be facing one of four different guys, Zack Sabre Jr., Kenta, Shingo Takagi, or Kota Ibushi. So it's going to be Cobb or Okada versus one of those four. So we'll, we shall see. A lot of interesting matchups there. Mm-hmm. All right, NXT UK this afternoon, we have Blair Davenport making her return from hiatus. She was suspended. She's being reinstated because Stevie Turner insists on kicking her butt. Uh, we'll see how that works out for her. Ilya Dragunov is making his first title defense against a kid. Uh, John, Al Carl has said that this is the only title defense he needs. He could lose it right here because he's the guy who beat Walter. He's a made man. He doesn't need a long title reign. Do you think we're going to make a kid tonight? The the uh... That's very true. Uh, I don't know that I see it happening, but it wouldn't be insane if it did. You know, Dragon Dragonoff is a made man forever. So, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't see it happening either. But I agree with Al that, like, yes, Dragonoff has that credential, and he doesn't need to do much now. I just don't see a kid as the next champion. I don't think he's the, I don't think he's the top of the pile there. I think Jordan Devlin's ahead of him, frankly. So, interesting. Dark side of the ring tonight is Luna Bashan is the subject. So I know. Uh, Gangrel will be featured in that, right? Because he married they're they're they got married on Halloween. So yeah. um the marriage didn't last though. Alas. So many wrestling marriages. <laughs> oh, go ahead, John. Uh, so many wrestling marriages don't. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I, I am interested in Luna Vachon. I think you were mentioning before she's a character that we've known for years and years and years and years, right? She's at WrestleMania nine and ten. So yeah. So for decades, we've known of Luna Vachon, but it just feels like we don't know anything about her. Exactly. She's from a wrestling family, but we don't know anything about her. Yeah, very, very interested to tune in tonight. On Before the Impact tonight, we have Falaba versus Hernandez. That'll put the butts in the seats. (laughs) Then on the main show, we have an Impact wrestling champion christian cage and challenger josh alexander meeting in a bound for the glory summit we have a battle royal the winner will receive the final spot in the bound for glory gauntlet match and uh you're the call your shot gauntlet the runner-up gets number one so that's horrible x division championship tournament continues elp versus rohit raju versus willie mack savannah evans versus lady frost Chris Bay versus Chris Sabin. Fallout from Knockouts, Knockdown, and Rich Swan versus VSK. It's loaded, John. It's a big show. Yeah, yeah. That that triple threat, Rohit, Willie, and ELP. Wow, that's going to be good. With a little slice of Willie Mack. (laughs) (laughs) All right, did we leave any stone unturned? I cannot imagine that there's anything we haven't covered, sir. Of course, I'm sure there's breaking news coming to Twitter right now that they they always do you dirty that way, but uh, they do, they do. <laughs> Other than that, I, I think we've we've hit it all. All right. Well, for John, I am Ryan. We will see you next time. See ya.